0: Alright, here we go. Final show of the 2021 NFL season. Super Bowl 56. It lived up to the hype. It was a great Super Bowl. Lots of pageantry. Lots of celebrities. More celebrities than you can count. An awesome an awesome halftime show, depending on who you ask. But obviously, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Their first ever Super Bowl championship as Los Angeles Rams. It's their second Super Bowl championship in the City of Angels. Joined the Raiders in 1983. Matt Stafford took a major risk in his career. Leaving Detroit. A comfort zone. But a non-winning comfort zone. to Come out to LA. And he proved that he is as good as any quarterback in the league. And then you bring in Odell Beckham who obviously has been a, a troublesome receiver, a talented but very troublesome receiver over the years. Struggles in, in the Giants and the Browns. He comes out here and he finally gets a, He finally kind of matures enough to win a ring, even though he sadly tore his knee in the, in the game. And then Von Miller adds more to his resume as a future Hall of Famer. And then obviously, why not Aaron Donald, who cost me $100. But... He's put himself as one of the best defensive players since the Reggie White Eagles days in the late 80s. But like I said, gentlemen, it was a great game, great situation. Congrats to, to the Rams again. Bengals did a great job. They showed up. They played as hard as they could. But unfortunately, like I said, both teams had weaknesses. Unfortunately, their weaknesses was more exposed. And unfortunately, they had to... Settle in for the loss. So, Mike, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: All right. Well, um, you now I got to admit, you know, I, on Saturday, I got a, uh, I got my um, COVID booster shot. So Sunday came around. I was feeling pretty beat down, man. I ended up, uh, I actually fell asleep before the Super Bowl started. I woke up. It was the end of the third quarter. So I missed most of the game. But um saw the fourth quarter. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: rough. Whatever. It is what it
1: is. You know, I saw the most important part. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, Matt Stafford pretty much three weeks in a row, he made some big throws at the end to to put together a game winning drive. Um so you know, he came up big when they needed him the most and um and Rams are Super Bowl champions. But, you know, I got to also give it to my guy. The guy I've been talking up all postseason, his whole career, really. Cooper Cup came up huge again. Super Bowl MVP. You know, historical, historic season overall as a wide receiver. First wide receiver ever to have 2,000 yards combined, regular season and postseason. You know, he was awesome and. Once again, on that game-winning drive, he was—he uh, came up huge. Other than that, um, got to give a shout-out to Joe Burrow, though. I mean, this guy, he's, his, his offensive line once again got crushed, and he was back there taking hit after hit, and he kept coming, did his best, you know, came within inches of possibly winning the Super Bowl. Um, got to say, that that third-eyed running play to San and J.P. Ryan on third down, I mean, that was just idiotic. They could have, I mean, if they were going to run the ball, they got uh, Joe Mixon, you know, they actually have a good running back. They're giving it to P. Ryan, and then on top of that, you know, you're taking the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand, and, um, you know, I I think if they would have done something different there, they would have continued that drive, and had a good chance to win it, but, um, either way, the Bengals, you know, they're, they're looking like they're, they're going to be good for a long time, they got a lot of cap space this year, they got a good young team, um, really what they need is an offensive line and maybe a little bit of extra help on the defense, and they're right up there with the best in the league, and can, will continue to be right there for a long time, so, they got a lot of resources this year to, to really, um, um, improve the team even more.
2: Okay. Uh, but, well, first, I, mean, actually, I, I feel for you. From <laughs> uh, the reaction to the, the shot, I had the same thing happens with me, so I know I need a day off because <laughs> my 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 temperature goes way up, and I just don't want to move, <laughs> you know, uh, for a day. But, um, like I said, you caught the most important part. <clears throat> and the game was a good game to me. Um, I enjoyed it. It had an, uh, a, a nice finish. Um, the, now many other people didn't feel that way. If you listen, I don't know if you've heard other pundits on the radio. I do people thought it was kind of, eh. But I uh, thought it was a good game. We got to see the leads change sides. Um, so it wasn't just a one sided blowout and it wasn't that ridiculously low scoring not ridiculously low scoring not since the Rams were in the last time they played the Patriots. But the Rams came out um firing away the O D B and uh he go you know, gets the first touchdown and uh I see on the I don't know if was he wearing those shoes, but there was a story about his shoes with diamonds before the game, so then later he gets the an on so I don't know whether those was the same shoes let me know if they were. Maybe it was too heavy. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but he looked good for the first quarter and a half. And so then he's taken out, and then um, the, the Bengals start to get their act together. And they're uh, trailing going into the halftime just by three. And so halftime show sure comes on. Those are, I, I enjoyed it more visually than even musically. Those are uh, my people. I, know. I grew up with Dr. Dre and of Eminem and Mary J. Um, but I just thought the, the visuals were way were really cool. And then uh, I said I was I was at my folks' house actually, and I said I'm just going to watch the Bengals first opening drive when they come out and I don't want to leave. Boom! 75-yard bomb for a touchdown. Possibly offensive pass interference. <laughs> but we just don't have time to call all, throw all the flags. However, that's the only part of the game that got kind of disappointing is like they saved all the flags for the final two minutes. And then the game couldn't even end. <laughs> um, next you know, there was a after a was kind of phantom on the Bengals, and then uh, and they called the offsetting penalty because of the hit, which I thought was a good hit, even though maybe he uses the hit on Cooper, but he's trying to break up the pass, which is what he's supposed to do as a defender. Um, and then they do finally score. Then we watch the Bengals try to max their way down and help Rob get a tie. He, I, I was rooting for Rob to win the 100 bucks, but uh, Aaron Donald just said, uh, "Made uh, make sure that wasn't going to happen. Uh, not today." And I agree with, with you. Which why would they use Perry on at the running back on third and one? It makes doing well. The one thing that Bengals did well, the running wasn't was pretty was above our slightly average, but they shut down the Rams' off running game. Rams had no running game. Average under two yards of carry. Should have put all of it on Stafford and all of it on Cooper Cup. um, Beckham was gone. So, as a result of that, that's why, you know, I guess why they felt Cooper Cup deserved the MVP. I personally felt Aaron Donald probably deserved it because that tackle he threw on Perry on, he pulled him back. He didn't tackle him and let him fall forward. you right here, and you're coming back with me. And then on fourth down, he chases He quarterback out to throw a, horrible, a bad, incomplete pass, and game over. So Aaron woke up in the fourth quarter. He was shut down in the first half. Good double-teaming by the line, but then by the third quarter, they just forgot how to block, and Sack after sack after sack. Even though the Bengals had to lead the entire second half, except the final minute and a half, but but all in all, I enjoyed it.
0: Yep, like I said, I you know, maybe unlike y'all two, I did get to see the whole game. I didn't even have to drift. You know, some some games this year I've had to drip drift away. I don't even remember, but I didn't have to drift off of this game. I saw it from start to finish. And what a great halftime show. I mean, you know, just brings back memories. And, hell, even forget about Dre got a little bit into it, which I loved it even the most. But 50 Cent, I don't I don't get it at all. I mean, he was the surprise act. But I heard he was going to be there for some reason. Yeah. And, Jay-Z, yeah. I thought Jay-Z was going to be a part of it. He was there, and I thought he was going to be a part of it for a second. But, oh, well, like I said. You know, they got they got what they got, you know, was no new hits and nothing. It was just a, a privilege, you know, a, uh, a all them. But that's not important. Let's get to the game, obviously. You know, the game obviously was good. Like I said, it was kind of what I expected. The Rams did what they had to do, you know. And like I said, I mean, we, sat, we talked here on Sunday. The pressure was on them, not the Bengals. Because you're at home. You spent a lot of money. You made a lot of trades. You're giving up drafts. I mean, hell, you had. If they didn't win this game, there would be a lot of criticism, and we'd be really criticizing them tonight. But obviously, that wasn't the case. They showed up. They played well. And obviously, Aaron Donald. You know, if this was his last game, he said he said a a good message, and a place in Canton is waiting for him. I mean, unbelievable what what he did there at the end. He made sure we were gonna they were gonna win this game, and take and take what they wanted. Like I said, there goes a hundred dollars and even more money if if this game the overtime and and Bengals somehow pulled it off. And the Bengals they shouldn't be ashamed, you know. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully you know Joe Burrow doesn't have a damn Marino moment where he has a great career but he doesn't doesn't get another chance at at the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, Bengals are built to be good. I mean, Zach Taylor today got a contract extension for five more years for yeah for five more seasons. So, congratulations to him. Like I said, when you're in the Super Bowl, you do it. Nobody expected you to do it. Nobody expected you to do it this quickly or even this year. Hey, I mean, every team in the NFL thinks of 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 being here. As the Cowboys, they think about it every year. <laughs> They think about it every yeah, year and they, and they and they and they and they have the talent but not the but not they have they have the skill but not the will. But anyway, like I said, but the Bengals they broke out of their shell this year. They broke out of their shell and they made a run and congratulations, they nearly pulled it off. And hopefully this is not the this is just the beginning and this is not just a blip and you know, but they are in a tough AFC and the AFC is tougher than the NFC. We have to deal with Buffalo and Kansas City. And Baltimore, and New England, you know, and the Chargers, and you know, if the core back if they get a quarterback, the Steelers. I mean, there's gonna the AFC is a tough a tougher conference, NFC is tough too, but obviously with the with Brady and Rogers on the outs, that's gonna be you know the Rams are gonna probably be in control for a while in that conference. You know, the 49ers, they're they're figuring out themselves. Arizona's got issues. Like I said, I mean to me it was it was it was a great year. It was a great game. Unfortunately, like I said, the weakness of the old line showed up unfortunately, and that did eventually, uh, obviously, cost the Bengals there at the end, and it cost them a lot. But like I said, they they're going to be good for a long time, and the Rams should be. Most of those guys should be back for twenty twenty two to defend it. We'll see what happens, but. You know, like I said, Cooper Cup had a world, a wall world year, and the guy who was actually an underdog didn't even get a, a real scholarship, had to, was a walk-on at Eastern Washington, of all places, and obviously, he had to learn, he wasn't a, 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 a seen receiver, and then obviously, like I said, for some reason, Stafford g- brings out the best out of these receivers, and you know, he wasn't, when he was drafted, nobody expected him to be an elite receiver, but Look what he did! Look what he's done this year. He's done things that no other receivers has ever done, and you know he won the triple crown, which has only been done a few times. And he's the first ever two thousand yard receiver in in the NFL. So, like I said, you can do what you gotta do, you know, and you know, like they always say, if you put your minds to it, you can ever succeed. And he's one of those prime examples. Now, obviously, you know. There is a debate of him winning MVP over Aaron Donald. That hell, they should have had them co MVPs. I mean, the league MVP you had it code one year with with Steve McNair and Peyton Manning. Why not? They both deserved it. You can share. They can share the load. Nobody's gonna care. And then obviously, like I said, and then like I said, I mean, to be, me, you know, it, it, like I said, I mean, Odell Beckham gets his ring. And now he don't have to have to ask any questions. But unfortunately, we don't know if his career has ended on on Sunday because of the fact he tore his knee again in the same, you know, like like said, you know, you think about you, you think about Sam Bradford. He had a similar situation where he tore his knee twice in the same leg and then became an Eagle. So like I said, we'll see if he comes back. And like I said, we'll see what happens. But Sean McVay, he's had he 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 gets a he finally gets his ring. He's been a great he's been a great coach, and obviously, congrats to Kevin O'Donnell, his offensive coordinator, getting the Vikings job. Okay, well maybe maybe not congrats because he's going to the Vikings, but he gets a he, his coaching tree, and he's only and he's only thirty six years old. It's pretty unique. It's got is you know it's building. He's putting himself in. In, in maybe in another decade in the Belichick level of coaches and that's very 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 possible so like I said it's it was a great Super Bowl it was a great building block and we'll see what happens moving forward yeah yeah well um,
1: um, when it comes to an MVP I have, I, have different, I have the opposite opinion on it you know the NFL this isn't uh, peewee football man you know not everybody can get a trophy. you got to pick one. So, um, you know, you're talking about two two great players and one of them got it. And typically when you're talking about MVP trophies in general in the NFL, it goes to an offensive player. It's just more often than not it goes to quarterback, you know. It's just how it is. The offense gets the most glory. Um, but, you know, on, on top of that with Joe Burrow, you mentioned how, you know, you hope he gets another shot at some point, and he will. This team will. Joe Burrow will. They'll get their rings, and I think they got a shot to get multiple rings. And one thing when you when you look at with every year, really, after the Super Bowl's over, there's always people looking at who's going to be the next dynasty, you know. It's usually, like, like, when you have a young quarterback win a Super Bowl, not like the Rams this year, but, like, for example, when the Chiefs won it, when the Eagles won it, way back when the Seahawks won it with Russell Wilson, you know, they're always they're always proclaiming like the next dynasty. Um, and you, when you look around the league at, at teams that have a shot to potentially become that over the next five years, I think the Bengals are probably the top team in terms of that because uh, you look at what they got—they got this combination of. Uh, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, uh, um, um, Jamar Chase, even uh, Tyler Boyd, but he's, he's, he's getting paid now. But those those big three that they got there on that offense, um, those guys are all on rookie deals. They're all going to be getting way underpaid for the next couple of years. The team's got, uh, I think, 47, million, $48 million in cap space this year, and um, they don't have to spend it on a quarterback, you know. Joe Burrow is going to be on that rookie deal for another three years, so they can really try to load up that team and make a run. And they should be looking to go into win now mode. And uh, and yeah, there's not a lot of other teams that have that sort of uh, that type of quarterback that isn't getting paid thirty, forty
2: million dollars a year. That's great information. That. uh, you said that Burrow was going to be on rookie deal for another three years. Is that so? The rookie deal's five potentially years. It goes up, up to five, yeah. Oh,
1: usually what the teams will do is they'll structure the deal so that even if he signs an extension after like the fourth year, they'll still be getting paid at a uh, real low rate, like his rookie deal type of rate on the fifth year. Yet. Okay,
2: and everybody remind me what year did.
0: They start that. Um, um, I think it was. Uh, I think the, it was when they they did the ago? collective bargaining agreement in twenty eleven. Because before, yeah, right, because okay. before, quarterbacks were getting paid ma- major money. Like they were getting paid oh, more oh, yeah. than the starters. <laughs> like Tom Brady, yeah, I remember that. Like I said, Tom Brady should have made more money than any quarterback ever. But he was he's not a selfish guy, and guys rookie guys were getting core. You know, back before the draft, you know, you didn't have a salary like that, like a, you know, a thing. Guys were getting paid first round, first overall picks were getting paid up to 60, 80 million dollars a year for, you know, they were getting just a, and they didn't even pay their dues yet. I remember Mario, what is it, Mario Williams for the Texans, he got a major deal that he didn't deserve. I mean, yeah, right. guys were just that's getting important. paid. They were just getting paid out the yin yang. And then after Sam Bradford with the Rams, like I said, for a guy who did, who got paid a lot to do a look, who did who did little in this league, that's when they realized, you know, the lockout in 2011 kind of opened that door where they had to change the rules on 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 rookies. They have to pay their dues first before they actually deserve the big pay, because now they yeah, give well, you. The four or five year deals, where you have three years to pretty much prove yourself. Mostly, every contract the guys get is a three year deal, and they have an option after that for the fifth year, the fourth year, the fifth year. And if you aren't performing, then you're gone. You're they'll they'll let you go. After you know, they won't pick it up, and you'll become a free agent.
1: Yeah, exactly. The guy that they used for that, like back when the um, CBA was up, the guy that they used as the example for why they had to have uh, the, the rookie contracts sort of slated or, you know, set salaries with um, Jamarcus Russell.
2: Yep.
0: Biggest bust of the last yep. 25 years.
2: Yeah. But you know what, though? Um, what it does do, it um, – well, salary cap period, and then the whole rookie thing, it makes us f- – makes the fans feel good, but what it really does is really make the owners keep money in their pockets <laughs> because really you should pay people what the market value is and if people want to pay something stupid at first that's all them. but they figure oh hey okay, guys let's get together and say we can't afford to do this anymore. We have to uh, cut back on that so uh, so in that way it is uh, helpful for us because then we're like, okay oh, cool. this guy's going to have to come in here and prove himself, do something worthwhile. And I also think it's, um, in our case, specifically the Eagles. That's why I think they should keep uh, Jalen Hurt. But back to the, the Super Bowl itself, um, I think, like you said about the Bengals, I think they're going to be in good shape. You just mentioned the salaries, uh, uh, how, how low they are on the salary cap, you got all these young guys on low paying deals. So they extended the coach, which I saw that. I think they could be nice. Um, so that, that division looks like it uh, could be in their control. Of course, we've all seen this happen before and it didn't quite work out. So as long as they can stay healthy, uh, use that extra money to improve the offensive line. You save your quarterback. Um, so while you're under the cat let's boost that up. It's have to go out and find some veterans and get that together. So you should have somebody that's going to be standing up, throwing the ball. That's going to be a big plus. The um, like I said, the defense did a good job on the running. You know, yeah, they got burnt here and there, but like I said, the Cooper Cup was playing at some different level. Um, and correct me for He, they said at the end of the game he, he did something that no other quarterbacks ever, receivers ever done even Jerry Rice But not only lead the league in yards but then I think he led the league in the postseason yards too if I'm correct and of course we said it was a, it was a three, three part deal where Jerry Rice did all those things but never on the same year
0: yeah he did all those things at once this year yeah
2: Who's out of their mind? You know, with a quarterback who has a strong arm. Um, so I don't fault them so much. I don't fault Mr. Eli Apple <laughs> too much on not being able to stay with them. I know a lot of people have some strong words against him. Apparently, <laughs> the, the league is not a fan of Mr. Apple. Um, but um, so they might they might upgrade a cornerback situation there too. And then the Rams, like I said, they put all the chips in and they cashed in. Um, and we'll see if they can continue this going into uh, the next year, uh, they can keep all those veterans. I mean, when you bring in a Super Bowl MVP, Ron Miller, on defense, and you can already have what could have been the second Super Bowl MVP, Aaron Donald, on the defense, and not including people. I, I mean, you got one hell of a team. That's why I was rooting for Cincinnati so much. It was so fun to see Cincinnati pull it off. And the poor city. I mean, what a loser city. They haven't seen a parade like this since the 70s. LA doesn't even care. I heard, now, maybe y'all saw it. But I was to Mike
0: Misanova today, and they said the parade was set. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't as well. Well, the problem is L.A. has been a successful sports town, but it's but remember it's L.A. There's a lot of things to do out there. Weather's great. Exactly. Hollywood, exactly. you know, celebrities. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like I said, don't come to Lakers games. Lakers is the team in the town. Unfortunately, they say it's the Dodgers. I, I I'm wrong. It's the Lakers. When the Lakers are good, everybody's there. I know you. And I know you love your Dodgers, but the Lakers are the team. Lakers are the team when they're good. Obviously, they're not this year, but normally when they are good, they're the team everybody rides with that. But like I said, when their teams are good, they'll show up. But when their teams are mediocre or or mid-level like they normally are, it seems like, over the last several years. Remember, L.A. didn't have a football team for 22 years. So, you know, know, football in L.A. is still trying to meet – ease their way back, but it's still, you know, there's still, like, San Diego and St. Louis losing their, losing those franchises. They're still butthurt about it. And, I mean, they should get over it, but I don't know if they are. Like I said, we'll see what happens in the future. But, obviously... I don't think that's what it is. I just think they don't care. Because you can't have it...
2: You can't be absent of two NFL teams for over 20 years. And no one really cares. Like, it just wasn't even... It, it, it was no big deal, say. and you know, people probably just found out Saturday that there was a Super Bowl in town Sunday. <laughs> I think they knew. I think they knew. They plenty of other things to do, <laughs> and they a lot of people were just like, eh, whatever. And then I heard at the parade. A lot of people were wearing Lakers jerseys. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: so it's just, that's why I moved for Cincinnati. So Cincinnati would they would have a ball today. They would have turned out uh today so I was like oh, they didn't need anything, anything else but they deserved it they won they got it let's see if they can do it again next year
0: yeah like I said it was a great Super Bowl like I said next year it's going to Arizona like I said will will this trip? will this uh will this continue so this it tre- now well yeah will this trend continue we'll see what happens but obviously you're being upset yeah. But obviously like I said we don't have much left. We have about half an hour left in this season in this show. So like I said, we go we already talked about the Eagles offseason needs, so that's not a lot to think deal into. But we haven't one thing we haven't talked about, and I know Kwame, you weren't a part of that Eagles show, but now we're getting into the point we haven't talked about the head coaches. Like I said, Zach Taylor, what a great story. He came from two win. His first year to the Super Bowl in just three years, but what will the 2022 rookie class of coaches? Like I said, Dougie P is back in in the head coaching gig in Jacksonville. Josh McDaniels, after a decade under the Belichick tree, again now goes goes out west to their to the Raiders. The Buffalo Bills have decided. The Giants have decided to trick into the Buffalo Bills getting their GM. And their offensive coordinator, obviously under controversy, Miami did get a Miami did get a, a head coach of of you know of nine of you know of equity, but we'll see we'll see if this guy can get it done. Uh, where, where else? Who else got, got head coaching job? Oh yeah, the Broncos took you know if they're going to get Aaron Rodgers, they took his offensive coordinator there, so that leads speculation. Vikings have Kevin O'Donnell from the Rams. And Lovey Smith gets a third, a third, a third chance with an NFL team with the Houston Texans after being the defensive coordinator that we didn't even realize throughout the entire season. So with all these head coaches getting their jobs, who has the best chance to have success next season? Of all these new head coaches that got jobs... Who has the best chance to be successful in 2022? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, um, this overall class I'm not too um, impressed with. Um, you know, the Josh McDaniels, we've already seen him. He's been a failure. Maybe he can turn around, but I don't think so. Um, Doug Peterson, look, the guy, the guy won a Super Bowl. He did a really – he did a good job. He's a good. He's a good coach. He's. I don't think he's a great coach. Um, I think he's gonna have trouble. He's, he's got. A, he's obviously got the quarterback talent there in Trevor Lawrence, but he's also. This is the Jaguars. They're you know they're a dysfunctional franchise. And I don't know that Peterson's the guy that's gonna lead them out of the woods there. Um, another guy that I really don't like at all is Nathaniel Hackett. The guy the Broncos hired. You know, I've been, I've, this guy, I've known this, been, see, I've seen this guy since he was an offensive coordinator for the Bills. You know, he's, I, I, I never thought he was a good offensive coordinator overall. And, uh, I think he's going to be a failure there. But at the same time, if they bring in Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is calling the plays for the most part, then, then, in, at least for a year or two, he's got a shot. Until he gets exposed, um, Brian Dable, he's got a, he's got a chance, but he's also with the Giants. They're they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, and I don't know if they're going to get much better. We'll see what they do. And then the other guys, you know, just more guys. i just so I'm, I, I, I wouldn't get too excited about you know the the Bears' head coach that they brought in Matt Eberflus, whatever from the from the Colts. Defensive coordinator. Of course, the Bears are going to bring in a defensive coordinator to be their head coach, but um, really, they need to find somebody that can um, coach up Justin Fields and uh, and Kevin O'Connell. We'll see about him. He's obviously a Sean McVay guy, so he's gonna he comes in here with the sort of um, um, luster to his name, but. We're going to have to see what he can do when he's come into a situation where he has a loser as his quarterback. So, you know, that's not good. Um, you mentioned Lovie Smith. I don't know. I don't know how they came to the decision with him to make him the head coach. I don't know if they just wanted to get a established guy. Um, I don't know. But he has no business being a head coach at this point in the NFL, I don't think, after... You know, he, he's just—he he, was—he was pretty good with the Bears for a while. They—they they had some success, but um, after the way it went with the Bucks, and he's basically been—he's um, basically disappeared. His whole, since then. i like you said, we didn't even know he was in the league. Um, so the guy that I think actually has the best chance to um, make the playoffs next year is um, at, in the, at the Dolphins there in Miami. Um, this guy, Mike McDaniel. I don't know much about him, but he comes from um, um, uh, Mike Shanahan's coaching tree. So we'll see. He's obviously going to bring a lot of concepts over to that team. hes um, I'm going to assume they're going to try to um, give Tua one more year. So, you know, if he's a smart, really smart offensive guy, maybe he can coach up Tua and turn him into a star. And, um, um and they can do something, but they're out of all the teams. I think they got the best shot at making the playoffs. And if the Bucs bring in Aaron Rodgers, then you know they're, they're going to the play or the Bucs. If the Broncos
2: bring in Aaron Rodgers, then they're going to the playoffs. But other than that, I think the Dolphins have the best shot. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be honest, I do not even know all these names of the and new coaches, but I'm glad you ran them all down. Um, well, I think we're going to have the best next year. Well, first of all, just the fact you're dealing with new head coaches, means they're in a bad situation. So I don't expect anybody to do anything great. Um, but the best um, situation, the only – the two retreads, if I'm not mistaken, just Lovey Smith and Dougie P. Um, and Josh McDaniels. Sorry, Josh came back. Um, see, now, Lovey is like an odd situation because that that name came out of nowhere. Um, (laughs) at the end of the.
0: Yeah, yeah. Coordinator? No, I don't know about oh. anything there. Okay. Yeah, what was that? so... He asked oh. about the, uh, if Minnesota hired any coordinators with Kevin O'Donnell, oh. Anybody coming with him? And I said no. Not yet. Actually, actually, I meant with the guy they hired a former coordinator. That's what I should have said. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams this year.
2: Know what to say. You always have to look at the quarterback and just say, "Or oh, what? What they're gonna do um, up there in that situation?" Uh, I think they're gonna be still know the road team as they always um, seem to be. <laughs> um, and so outside of that, I might have to. That's all my limited knowledge. You know, I'm P have a better (laughs) year than or put this way a more wins from last year than the others I think he might pull it
0: out well well like I said I mean nine head coaching vacancies that's one quarter of the league we didn't bring up Dennis Allen that's actually four four guys that have been head coaches before but Dennis Allen he he just is too silent. He's like um he's like uh, Todd Bowles. He doesn't really he really doesn't say much and you know, he's a really good defensive guy, but the Saints obviously they need they need help offensively, you know, and we and they and they unsure. Plus they kinda use some of of the salary. They're still paying Sean Payton for a couple of more years until he actually gets another head coaching job, which he may have to trade for for. It. So Dennis Allen's basically using some of uh, the money that's still in the in the process of going on from Sean Payton. We'll see how long that lasts. But he ain't lasting no damn fifteen years like he did. Kevin O'Connell, like I said, he seems like a guy that has potential. Young guy. Obviously he knows his his stuff. But he's with the Vikings. He's with he's on an overrated franchise that doesn't do anything. Okay, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, then that could make them the favorites. But you got Kirk Cousins who's been there this is, you know, and he, he may not be there because of his contract, but three of the uh, four years of the Kirk Cousins era has missed the postseason. So guess what? You know, he's overrated and he's a loser, like Matt always says, you know. <laughs> but anyway, Josh McDaniels, I mean, really, he alienated he alienated the, Bron- the Broncos and his tr- claim the frame is alienating Jay Cutler and drafting Tim Tebow. That's his head coaching history. That's all you need to know about him. You know, he's a sucker. He's a good he's a good offensive guy and obviously he did a good job with Mac Jones. Until I exposed him in a top 5 list and realized he played like a rookie down the stretch and never and the Patriots were done. But obviously we'll see what happens from him. Raiders obviously they have to make a, a couple decisions, but where are they going to go because there's a lot of questions, you know. A lot of changes in the front office, new GM and everything else. So we'll see what happens with them. Lovey Smith, I mean, it's nice, but remember, this is Houston. Houston's have been a mess for the last couple of years. They still holding uh they're still holding uh, Deshaun Watson hostage, even though I think that's going to end very soon. He's going to get traded here. You know, we don't know where obviously, but he will be traded but I don't know what Houston's going to be. I mean, are they going to be a better defense because that's his model? I think probably, we'll see, but I can't really look at it. I don't know much about Mike McDaniel. He's been he he looks like he's younger than me, but he's been in this league a long time. You say he's from Mike Shanahan, so that's going back. We're going back probably back to the Washington days. Oh, I got it. I'll correct myself. Kyle Shanahan. All right. Well, that's all right. <laughs> but good, Mike Shanahan. He he he. He's been a coach in the NFL within the last decade as well. His old ass. But like I said, I mean, yeah, Miami's been on the verge the last couple of years. But it's a different. It's a different philosophy because he's an offensive guy, and Brian Flores was a defensive guy. So we're going to see. We're going to know a little more about about what he is about. Jury still out on him. I'm happy that Dougie P is back. That's great for Trevor Lawrence, but long term, I don't know if this team's really going to be good. What made what made the Eagles, obviously, as we all, as all both of y'all and everybody else knew, he put a strong coaching staff together, and that's why the team won the Super Bowl because he had a great coaching staff. Everybody he was on the same page, everybody knew their roles. He needs to build a good coaching staff in Jacksonville. Now I can believe that he can, and that might help. And, they may, and I'll even predict this. If he gets four years, he'll make the playoffs in one of those years. I really do. I think that P, Dougie P, you know, he's overachieved more than he's underachieved as a head coach. Three playoff appearances, a Super Bowl championship, and he doesn't have that kind of great elite coaching level. So, you know, Dougie P is good to overachieve than to underachieve. So I do think that it is, it's going to work out for Trevor Lawrence because he said right away, i My goal is to build Trevor Lawrence into the quarterback we think he can be. Cause er, cause Urban Meyer didn't give a damn about Trevor Lawrence. He only cared about himself, and look what happened. So, you know. yeah
2: That's why I said it's been some kind of staff. I'm with you. Whatever staff he can put together, yeah, will make the difference.
0: Now, for the everybody else, well, there's only a few more left. Denver. I mean, like I said, like I said, Matt's been been. You know he's been right a lot about some things, and he might be right about Aaron Rodgers joining the Broncos. That's why they made this hire, basically for to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. We don't know if that's true or not, but you know there's other teams that are that are interested in his services. In fact, at least 26 teams are interested in his services. If he tells Green Bay I'm out the door, we'll see if that works. But like I said, if he's if he you know like I said, Denver is becoming a an also ran organization. You know, they keep firing and hiring head coaches left and right every other year. They're like the Raiders in the 2000s. They're they're, going to continue to recycle the the head coaches. You know, to me, they should have just gotten a better offensive guy and kept Big Fangio for at least one more year. The Giants, I mean, they took the Bills. They took the Bills, guys. Like I said, but the problem is this team is a mess right now. How is this team going to improve? You have a you have a quarterback that's pathetic, you have a running back that's getting paid that's overpaid and needs to be traded, you have a defense that is okay but not good enough, you know there's a lot of things the Giants have to have to build. This is not a quick fix, and I don't know if they, if, if the Merritt family is patient anymore, because this is the fourth head coach since Tom Coughlin left, and that was six years ago. So to me, I don't know how this is going to work. It may work. Short term, but like I said, you're in a division where everybody else, even though they're not great, can 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 improve, and the NFC East will continue to get better. So I can't see them being a better than da- than Dallas or Philly next year. I just don't see them overtaking any of them. They were one and three against them, and they they're just not good enough. Chicago and that's the last team. I really don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know who this guy is. He was the defensive coordinator, so Jonathan Gannon knows a little bit about who Matt Everfliss or whatever the hell his name is. Plus, they need an offensive guy. That's their problem anyway. Their offense was their problem last year. They couldn't score, and you know, Justin Fields was like a was like a feather without a wing. I mean, it's rough last year. So to me, when it comes to all these head coaches, to me, I think the team that has the best chance to succeed, the best chance to succeed, as much as I hate to tell y'all this, I think the Vikings with Kevin O'Connell. Because if Green Bay says goodbye to Aaron Rodgers, the Vikings are right there. They're right there. They'll have the loser, as as Matt calls him. I call him overrated. But at the end of the day, hey, I see the Vikings in the playoffs potentially next year. So, as much as I hate to say that, because I can't stand that team. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, um, one thing to consider though—you you brought up um, Dennis Allen and the Saints. We kind of skipped over them, um, but then they—they they, they got no shot. They got no shot at all. Is this is probably why Sean Payton left? You know, it's uh, the, the term um, "cat hell gets thrown a lot thrown around a lot amongst fans. Usually it's an exaggeration. Like, the Eagles last year were supposed to be in cap hell. They got under fairly easily, and now they're sitting with a nice amount of cap space this year, so they're already out. Um, but the Saints, they're in they're in rough shape, man. They got seventy $76 million over the cap. No. They're not going to get under the cap by restructuring a couple of deals. They're going to have to cut a lot of players and... Uh, On top of that, they don't have a quarterback. They can't afford to sign a quarterback. Um, This isn't, like we said before, a a draft that there's some great quarterback at number one. I mean, there's some nice players, but there's not some Cantonist prospect. And even if there was, they're not picking high enough to draft him anyway. So I think the Saints are about to go into
2: tank mode. So, yeah, uh, Dennis Allen has no shot. Yeah. You no, it's funny. As you bring up the Saints. Um, yeah, they are in a dire situation. Um, and I think that's why uh, Sean Payton left. However, as long as Tom Brady is truly retired, that division is up for grabs. If Jameis does come back, and if he played like he was playing, there's a I mean, you got old Atlanta. You still got old Matt Ryan. Carolina, I don't know what they're going to do. And then Tampa, we don't know what they're going to do. The Saints defense still has its moments. I they shut out Tom Brady once this year. So they might be in a weird situation because of their division. They might not do anything after that.
0: But we'll see. Yeah, it's something something we have to talk about. You know, we never really got into all these head coaches, but like I said, it's a fun guessing game. And like I said, good luck to all nine of these guys, and we'll see what happens in 2022 with them. You know, like I said, they they have a tough job, but it's not that tough if the team is built properly, if the front front if the front office is built right, and if they can get these players to believe in what they what they preach. So, good luck to them. Like I said, we don't have much time left on this program. You know, like I said, we've had a a great season, a uh, lot of interesting. Like I said, I'm, you know, like I said, I, my idea to bring it. You know, like I said Matt took a break f- to go on vacation, and it was great to bring Kwame in. A lot of people were very happy with his performance, so I decided, "What the hell? Let's sign him up lo- full time." So, like I said, twenty twenty two, Kwame will be a regular on here on the look back every Wednesday moving forward. not really, Maybe a couple Sundays, but Sundays we'll give him a break because he has other business to take care of. But every Wednesday he'll join me and Matt on the look back, and it's going to be interesting to talk about all the stories because we'll be more intrigued with the season and, and the storylines that will be a part of it throughout, throughout then. But like I said, my yeah. – with with just about maybe 10 minutes left in this program, give me one take of the season that y'all will remember. One take. Go ahead.
1: All right, well, yeah. yes. so, yeah, Kwame will be with us all year next year, which will be cool. Um, One thing that I'll remember from this last season, I don't know, I'll do... uh, Something selfish that isn't really necessarily the exact NFL-related, but um, my fantasy team winning the championship.
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, uh, I would say watching the Cincinnati run, you know, just um, watching that come out of nowhere. And I said, watching two number four seats reach reach the Super Bowl. And because of that, I really believe if the Chargers didn't play that last game stupid, they were in the playoffs, it could have been an LA, LA Super Bowl. I clearly could have seen, there's no way, no doubt in my mind, the Chargers could have beaten anyone in the AFC. Um, when they, when my man Herbert, Gets playing, gets rolling. He is something. Um, so I guess I have to say the the, the Cincinnati run, uh, the Super Bowl, which fell short by ninety seconds,
0: um, would have been my biggest takeaway. Well, like I said, for me, like I said, when the season began, I fe- I felt like the Rams were going to win it all. I picked them to to win the AFs the NFC. It cost me 60 It was a $60 ticket and I can't believe I actually got it right and then they actually went on to win it all. You know, I normally don't I'm not very good with my predictions. I mean, obviously that's easy because I knew that they were going to do it, but I wasn't always sure because the league is kind of weird, you know, and this was kind of a weird year. But We, you know, as all three of us, obviously, were naturally, we all came, we grew up here in Pennsylvania, in eastern Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Eagles fans. The fact that I thought the Eagles were going to be better than they actually, that they were going to be better than the experts thought, and, you know, Matt obviously thought they were going to be better than they actually were, but the fact that they were able to make the playoffs, and there's and there's a foundation. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't mean that Jalen Hurts is going to be back even if he even though he deserves to get another year. That doesn't mean he's going to get one if if the Eagles front office thinks that they they're in a win now mode kind of me- meeting, but the fact that the Eagles made the playoffs and gave us some something to to think about in the future, because after last year and what we had to deal with at the at the end of last year, we didn't know if the Eagles were gonna if it was gonna take five years to get back to the postseason. But the NFL is weird like that, you know. We were able to get our act together. There was enough veterans, enough youth, you know. There was still a lot of weaknesses, but hey, we made the playoffs, and we're gonna be better next year probably. We have money to spend. We're gonna get better at some positions. And hopefully, like I said, good old, hey, we could we could be really good next year. Who knows? But, like I said, this league is weird. We'll see what happens. And, you know, that's my take. I had two. Obviously, as a host, I get two. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Quickly, a recap of the prop bets. You got our, our response?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that. I um, want at least two.
0: We have time left. We actually have. A few minutes left. Go, go to it.
1: Yeah, I remember I had two. I'm looking for the. I had it written down here somewhere. Um, I had here. No, I, I think one of us had three. But um, I don't know where I got it here. But the prop that's where the um coin toss heads or tails that came back as heads. You guys remember what you I picked? That one?
0: I picked tails. I got heads. I picked tails if I remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I picked heads. One one. No, I did. not I did, too. Okay. So, we've got that uh, first play of the game, run or pass. I picked yeah, a
0: pass. I was wrong on that. We picked – I picked pass, too, but it was a run. It was a run. You
1: sure I thought one uh-huh. of you guys picked run? I, I did. I thought – wait, the first, the first play, you said?
0: Was the, yeah. The first play um, was a run. It was you a can't... Or run. You sure
1: it wasn't? No, no. It was a running play. Okay. but well, I thought it was a short pass. Cool. Oh, I won that one too. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, what was the next one here? I don't. Uh, the one was, um, Cooper Cup, his longest reception versus, um, D'Angelo Russell, his combined, <laughs> um, points, rebounds, and assists. Yes. I, yeah.
0: I said 50, 50 yarders. I don't like, know if he did or not. I
1: not. Yeah, yeah. we have a number. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I don't remember the number, but it, went, it was Russell had more. Okay, that's three for me. Okay. The um, yeah, next one was uh, NHL Alexander Ovechkin. His go- number of goals versus um, interceptions from Matt Stafford.
0: I got that too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, that- I can't remember that. <laughs> Yeah, staff resume yeah, more. <laughs> but I did oh, say he that would that throw two interceptions. interceptions and I was right. So I did get that right. I did say he would throw two and I and I did get that right. Okay.
1: And then um
0: oh, that the, the color of the Gatorade. It was blue. Yeah. yeah like like know. Jim Carrey said in Liar Liar, the pen was blue, the Gatorade was blue.
1: Yeah, but yeah, we, 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 we all
0: picked our end, but I remember that one. So um, I got two, I think um,
2: Kwame
0: got three, right? Four. I got because one. I got the run right. I got one. Okay, okay. So, you well, uh, got last. Oh, well, well. You know me, I, I, I'm i a real better. The prop bets are, like I said, we can go further and, and talk about halftime and uh, – Maybe next year. <laughs>
2: yeah, right.
0: You know? Who will be... Now,
2: even you know. though I, I picked Cincinnati to win, so technically I was wrong there, but I covered the spread, which I was right, but I was wrong. Cause I didn't think the points would come in play, but it did. So, in a way, I was kind of right. But don't don't go by me, because I picked horrifically
0: these playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well... At least for me, for me, I we almost got, all of us almost got the score pretty much very close, and finally I went against the Bengals and I won because every time I've gone against the Bengals over like the last six weeks, they always win. So I mean, <laughs> they always they always prove me wrong, and they almost did. Knowing my bet, yeah. you know, the bets went went were going to go the Bengals way. I need the Bengals to win something and they almost did get me some some cash in my pockets uh eh, I can sit there and say whatever you know it's my it's the year it's a new you know like I said we'll see next year I mean I won eighty four dollars in bets last year so next year will be different I'll go full in full all out I'll go all out next oh. year so you know you know what it is oh. okay. okay but like I said, this is our last show. We will, we will take. We're going to take a few months break. Obviously, like I said, the off season is officially underway. Free agency begins about a month from what Sunday? When's when's free agency start?
1: March. I don't know. Usually,
0: like the second Tuesday of March. I heard like it was. It's later this year. It's like the nineteenth or something.
1: It could be the yeah. It, it might be the it might be a week delayed because of the NFL season. So usually it's like right around the twelfth ish of yeah March. So. But like
0: I said, we we will obviously have a few shows when we get to the draft time. We'll have a few shows. We'll have a we'll have a recap of of offseason moves in free agency. We will also have obviously the draft preview and Matt's annual mock draft for the Eagles, and also. We will have a, a draft review show, and then whenever the NFL schedule comes out, we will preview that and the Eagles schedule. So, but that's all. Come April and early May, y'all have a good off season. Y'all do well. Like I said, Matt, you have a good you have a good time down there in Florida, like you always do. And we'll talk to you yeah, in April. Yeah, Kwame, I will yep. see you. Hopefully on Sunday, every Monday obviously. But I will see you on Sunday hopefully for the race. And like I said, like I said, time for racing season. Time to put that hat on and get ready to go. Cause a lot, a lot to get forward. So y'all have a good off season and enjoy it. We'll see you in April. Hey guys, all right.